Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Two men. Fifteen minutes. Eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. His glory I will see. I will Welcome to Text Talk. We've got an episode on Acts chapter 18. So glad that you've tuned in to join with us in the discussion today. Edwin, what is our text? We are in Acts chapter 18. As you said, we're going to read... Picking up where we left yesterday with verse 5, but reading the whole paragraph through verse 11. When Silas and Timothy arrived from Macedonia, Paul was occupied with the word, testifying to the Jews that the Christ was Jesus. And when they opposed and reviled him, he shook out his garments and said to them, Your blood be on your own heads. I am innocent. From now on, I will go to the Gentiles. And he left there and went to the house of a man named Titius Justice, a worshiper of God. His house was next door to the synagogue. Crispus, the ruler of the synagogue, believed in the Lord together with his entire household. And many of the Corinthians, hearing Paul, believed and were baptized. And the Lord said to Paul one night in a vision, Do not be afraid. Go on speaking and do not be silent, for I am with you. And no one will attack you to harm you, for I have many in this city who are my people. And he stayed a year and six months teaching the word of God among them. Boy, I love this. Picking up where we were yesterday, uh, talking about how Paul is occupied with the word. In our last episode, we discovered how when Paul came to Corinth, he had an occupation. That is, by trade, he was a tent maker. He meets up with Aquila and Priscilla. And while they seem to be spending time making tents in order to support themselves, he is truly about this mission of making the Word of God known to others. And what a uh, case study we have here in people responding to this gospel, that the Apostle Paul is serious about his work and teaching, and he finds receptive hearts. In fact, the Lord makes the statement in this vision that he has many people in this city. So what does it look like when people are responding to the word of God? Why the scripture says they believed on the Lord. In fact, many of the Corinthians hearing believed and were baptized. Here we pick up a theme that we've been seeing over and over again in the book of Acts. And that is this activity of baptism, immersion in water that's inextricably linked to profession of faith, becoming Christians, becoming disciples. They are baptized. Well, it's interesting that this is the way it says the response happened in Corinth. Because a lot of people, when they talk about Corinth, actually claim that folks weren't baptized in Corinth. What's that about? Well, I do know that we are looking in Acts, the inspired history of the beginning of this church at Corinth. And it is a church we have more information about in the New Testament because after the Apostle Paul will move on, uh, he'll receive messengers from this church and he will be given insight that there are uh, problems and difficulties in the congregation uh, which he needs to address. They need his help. They need his pastoral care and guidance. And so what do we have later in the New Testament? the letter of 1 Corinthians, the letter of 2 Corinthians, these are letters penned back to this church that was established, we read in Acts 18. And one of the first issues uh, that was troubling this church at Corinth was actually division. Actually, that there were members of the church who were mindful of other uh, personalities, 
itinerant preachers who evidently had spent some time and done some ministry in Corinth, and there was this party spirit developing among the saints. Some of them were beginning to identify themselves not with Jesus Christ or purely with Jesus Christ, but particular preachers. We've talked in the past about baggage, bringing baggage in with the conversion, and I think that's one of the things that's happening here that Paul is responding to in his first letter to the Corinthians. One of the things if I understand it correctly, that was very common in the world of philosophy, especially during the New Testament time, especially in a town like Corinth Mm -hmm. or Athens or Alexandria, you you would have teachers that would develop a following, and they, of course, would have their time to reason in the marketplace. We've talked about that before in Acts, that Paul went to the marketplace and he reasoned in the marketplace because that's where those teachers and philosophers and students were gathering to do that sort of thing, and that's, that's where the different teachers would discuss with one another, debate with one another, argue with one another. That's where the different students would defend their teachers to one another. That was very common for these Corinthians, and now they've brought that baggage into the church. They've, they've brought it in. My teacher is Peter, or here Cephas. My teacher is Apollos. My teacher is Paul. And of course, there were some that were saying, well, mine is Jesus Christ, which on the surface, that of course would seem to be accurate, be the right yeah, answer. Yet truth. even here, the idea seems to be that you can even have a party mindset, even if you're naming quote, the right party, the party of Jesus Christ. There still can be a problem there. And so we've got that division. They've brought the baggage in. And one of the issues about this baggage has been about who baptized whom. Mm. Mm. And so Paul goes on to say, I am thankful that I didn't really baptize a whole lot of people in Corinth. Yeah, so we are now referencing 1 Corinthians chapter 1. Um, and so maybe we'll just do a little a little reading here uh, in First Corinthians. You want to read that? Yeah, I've got a few passages, a couple verses here. First um, uh, Corinthians one verse eleven. I'll start reading. It has been declared to me concerning you, my brethren, by those of Chloe's household, that there are contentions among you. Now I say this that each of you says, "I am of Paul," or "I am of Apollos," or "I am of Cephas," or "I am of Christ." Is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you? Or were you baptized in the name of Paul? I thank God that I baptized none of you except Crispus and Gaius, lest anyone should say that I had baptized in my own name. Verse 16, Yes, I also baptized the household of Stephanus. Besides, I do not know whether I baptized any other. Verse 17, For Christ did not send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ should be made of no effect. And there are people today who will look at that verse and say right there, baptism is not part of the gospel and not part of responding to the gospel is essential to salvation because Paul was not sent to Corinth to baptize. That's what he said. And yet, in reading Acts, in reading Acts 18, what we discover is that when people responded to what Paul taught, how did they respond? It says they believed and we're baptized. So the, what we find in 1 Corinthians chapter 1 is not at all telling us that the Corinthians were not in general baptized because Acts 18 has taught us that is exactly what happened. That's right. When they heard what Paul taught, their response was to believe and be baptized. Here's something really to me, intriguing about these two passages as they interlock and interweave together. Sure. Uh, I'm trying to remember. I, I read a book called Hidden in Plain View. 
Um, and it talked, I'm, I'm trying to remember the, the word it gave to this. This has just occurred to me as we're reading right now, um, unintended, it, it's not, un, I can't think of the phrase, but it's the idea that, boy, it takes, uh, you'd have to have such a high level of planning. It's almost hard to grasp that this is made up, but, but these things just naturally interweave together. In Acts 18, we hear about Crispus. Mm-hmm. Paul mentioned him in the letter to the Corinthians. Mm-hmm. In Acts 18, all it says about Crispus is that he believed with his entire household. So in Acts 18, you might think about Crispus. Well, he just believed. He didn't yeah. get baptized. Yeah. But we get to 1 Corinthians, and Paul says, well, I baptized that guy. Yeah, baptized Crispus. The guy that in Acts 18, it only says he believed, Paul tells us, I baptized him. Yeah. Okay. But now in 1 Corinthians, it sure almost sounds like, well, other than Crispus and Stephanus and, and Stephanus's household and, and Gaius, other than them, I didn't baptize anybody. But we get back to Acts, and what we find out is, yeah, but somebody did. Somebody did. And in fact, once the Apostle Paul is making his case for a unity in the church, he points them back to a shared experience. In verse 13, a couple of rhetorical questions. Is Christ divided? Well, they're going to say, well, no, no, there's one body of Christ. Was Paul crucified for you? Verse 13 asks. Again, rhetorical. No, no. Jesus, Jesus Christ was crucified for me. Third rhetorical question. Or were you baptized in the name of Paul? Now, we've got a little pattern going on here. The answer, again, is no. And the answer is going to be Christ. It's Jesus Christ. Now, the Apostle Paul's punch there, his point, his power is to say, you got to remember, the body's not divided. It is Jesus who was crucified, and you were all baptized in the name of Christ. No matter who did the baptizing. No matter who did the baptizing. Whether it it's the about policy. the authority of Jesus Christ. So you, you've got this authority that comes from Christ alone, but also everybody in this church was baptized by this authority of Christ. Uh, okay, two things. First of all, I'm so thankful we're recording this in my library because while you were bringing all that to bear, I was able to find the book on the bookshelf behind me here. Hidden in plain view, the, the term is undesigned coincidences. Undesigned coincidences. Yeah, not within I, these writings, I, within these documents. That's exactly right. I always want to say unintended consequences. That's not the right thing. Undesigned coincidences. In other words, Luke and Paul did not get together and say, all right, how can we make these things mesh together and fit together? It, it would take almost, a, again, it would it would be almost a miracle for them to be able to plan this this way. Yeah. But what we have is just in the natural writing, these things that mesh together. It's one of the greatest demonstrations of apologetic truth for the scripture, demonstrating yeah. that it really is from God. Yeah. So we have those undesigned coincidences. We find some right here. The way Paul describes this and the way Luke does. Um, The the second thing here, I remember years ago, I was in a study with a fella, a pastor of a congregation across town who was upset because I was studying with one of his members about baptism. Mm. And the the fella just said, you know what your problem is, is that you think people have to be baptized in this building for it to count. Hmm. And that surprised me. And I, I remember my response because I was young and yeah. I was a little bit smart aleck. I probably wouldn't respond this way today. But I said, look, I don't care if you baptize them or I baptize them or my pet dog baptizes them. What I care is, is the baptism in the name of Jesus Christ? Mm. Is it the baptism that Jesus authorized? Mm. And even though I probably wouldn't say it that way, I mean, except for I just did, uh, even though I probably wouldn't quite say it that way exactly today if I was in a discussion 
that's still the truth, and that's the point Paul is making. Right. It's not, did Apollos baptize you? Did Peter baptize you? Did Paul baptize you? It's not, and I've heard this among people who've gone into foreign countries that teach and preach, it's not, did the American baptize oh, you? Yeah, or yeah. did Or did the person from Rome or the person from Jerusalem baptize you? It's, were you baptized in the name of Jesus Christ? Because that is what matters. And the Corinthians all were. Paul's point is not... People didn't have to be baptized in order to be saved. His point was people don't have to be baptized by Paul Mm -hmm. in order to be saved. Mm -hmm. And that his job was to get the gospel message out. Anybody could do the baptizing. His job was not to make sure I'm the one baptizing. His job is I've got to preach the gospel. You go do the baptizing. It's kind of like Jesus had the apostles do the baptizing for them. Can you imagine the number of people who might have in that first generation said, hey, I was actually baptized by Jesus. Mm. But he had his apostles do that baptizing. So we see this consistently throughout Mm -hmm. all Mm -hmm. the scripture in the New Testament. Yeah, so I was just going to say that um, this has been a great discussion, and and I I loved uh, the uh, the extra text and and showing the – um, complementary na- uh, nature between here in First uh, Corinthians and Acts 18. It's been encouraging. It's been good. And again, to see the consistent message that when the gospel is proclaimed, this new covenant of Christ, the terms of admission and participation in the covenant are consistent. And just as those Corinthians believe the gospel and were baptized, so you, so I, can believe the gospel of Christ and be baptized into Jesus Christ and for the remission of our sins today. We'd love to be able to help you with that. Uh, if you'd like to ask some questions, talk about that some more, maybe something else you've been reading, send us an email, texttalk at christiansmeethere.org, texttalk at christiansmeethere.org. But uh, that's our time for today, so why don't we bow and have a word of prayer. Edwin? God in heaven, thank you so much for the time we get to spend in your word, for the things that we get to learn, for the connections that we get to make. For these undesigned coincidences that demonstrate your hand behind all these books, all these letters, all these narratives, it's it's just amazing as we study and see that unity and that connection. And here we find another example of that. I pray that everyone who is listening will follow in the footsteps of the Corinthians, that believing in Jesus Christ, they will be baptized for the remission of their sins, that they will respond to the teaching of Paul, recognizing that Paul cannot baptize them today. But they don't have to be baptized by me or by Andrew, but they need to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, immersed in water, raised to walk in that new life. And I pray that folks will do that and give their allegiance to your son as king. Father, be with us throughout this day. Help us to bring glory to you. It's through your son, Jesus, that we pray all these things. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge wrote and sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast so others can learn about it more easily. Have a great day.
Welcome to Text Talk. We've got an episode on Acts 18 today. We're so glad that you've tuned in. <laughs> yes, we are. We yeah, are yeah. glad you are here. Okay. <laughs> I mean, in fact, so I mean, glad it's so <laughs> genuine. So, so glad I can't even so think of anything glad. else to say. That's I got to tell you, I'm just tickled. All right. Welcome to Text Talk. We're so glad that you've tuned in to today's episode. We'd love to hear from you and what you're reading in the Bible. Send us an email at texttalk at christiansmeethere.org. In Acts chapter 18, we've got an episode. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to distract you. I didn't mean to distract you. Just my thought was, great, everybody thinks the, the podcast is over now. <laughs> We're, welcome to Text Talk. We haven't gotten an email yet. We'd love for you to email us at texttalk at christiansmeethere.org. Maybe if I say this at the beginning of the podcast instead of at the end. end. Usually they're asleep by the time we drop this info. So texttalk at christiansmeethere.org. Edwin, what are we reading in Acts chapter 18? That that's funny. <laughs> that is funny. <sighs> okay, we're gonna, get, we're gonna get a pity email now. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt it. I doubt it. <laughs> I doubt it. Yeah, I doubt it. Too. Uh, okay. 